Hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter, and I've just been counted out. Great show with Mike and Tyler. You gotta see it. You gotta hear it. Be there. regular intro line this week we are live pal and uh this week it's not with mike and tyler i am mike but instead i have two uh guest hosts for the first time real guest hosts usually we just have guests not guest hosts uh but uh thankfully tyler uh left i'm sick of his fucking voice i i i, I won't lie he's so annoying uh so i let him go off i have two guest hosts this week uh, and these two guys just started their own podcast. Uh, uh, two episodes out right now. Um, we got Ryborg and Weewa. I need you to tell me the name of the podcast because I know I'll fuck it up. <laughs> so the uh, the podcast is called Brews, Bros, and Videos. I, I, I probably would have got it right, but I didn't want to risk it. Uh, it can be a tongue twister after a few beers or a late night, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. You, you got the nicknames right, so that's half the Well, yeah, that's, that's, well, the, that's there, the most important part. You got our names. I have been waiting until we record. I have been holding this in. I did not want to ask privately in chat or anything. I had to wait until we were recording. Where does we walk come from, Joey? Oh, fuck, man. Do you know what? It's funny. We actually had the full story in the first episode, and I cut it for time. And I thought that I would get this question eventually. But yeah, okay. Uh, we were. It's really not as fun. It's really not that fun, except for the fact that it's, uh, you know, uh, you remember Borat? Of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't remember Borat, there's no point listening to a fucking movie podcast or whatever. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, every, every time he's confused and he, he wants to know a little bit more, he's like, wah, wah, we were. And it was just something that I started doing when everyone asked me a question. It'd be like, wah, wah, we were. And I don't know how it became a thing. We were stuck. Rice started it. He was like, oh, we were. And then, fuck, that's kind of where we went from. And I think Ryborg kind of explains itself. But uh, Mike has decided not to turn on the uh, turn on the cameras for this particular episode. So uh, you can't well, see why well, Ryborg well, they, they, the They are on. They're definitely on. Uh, it's just a... Just a uh... It's up to Tyler whether he puts it on uh, YouTube or not. I'm going to give you a, an honest uh, story here. 99% of the time, we don't put the video on no. YouTube unless we have a guest. Because when we have a guest, when we have like a celebrity or something, we behave ourselves, usually. Right, okay. However, you when, you're, when, when you're talking, and I'm sure you guys have already run into this, I can tell on your show, you guys do it in segments, right? Like you'll record yeah. a bit and then stop and then record something else and stop. We do an hour and whatever, sometimes up to two hours, nonstop. <laughs> and I'm known for putting back at least six to seven beers during the show. Good lad. So you're watching this on video. You don't want to see me get up and take a piss <laughs> <laughs> during the show. Or, you know, I'm sitting there, I get hungry, I, I'm drunk. So I'll fucking grab a fucking <laughs> back from the corner and start chowing down. Not professional whatsoever. Uh, I, I, I'll never forget. I actually had to disappear. We had, I don't know if you guys know who Bill Actor is, but he is one of my personal heroes. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, no, you told me about this, but I, yeah, that's the only reason I know who he is because I researched after you told me. Well, Bill Actor is, is a phenomenal journalist, and we had him on the show. He is uh, known to be the greatest journalist in wrestling history. 
we had him on the show and I just couldn't do it anymore. I had to disappear for like 30 seconds, but I didn't want to get, I didn't want to miss anything he said. So I'm literally pissing in a beer bottle <laughs> a foot away from my, a foot away from my computer. Thank God I had the foresight to put the mute button on because I guarantee you, like I'm echoing this, the sound of my piss hitting the inside of that beer bottle is just echoing. <laughs> Bill, Bill Apter yeah. is, is just like, you're, you're just forever going to be known as that podcast where the guy yeah. hosts the piss <laughs> into a bottle. Like, yeah. You're However, just thinking that it was I raining where you were or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you must have stepped outside. It's pouring there. <laughs> However, I am one of only three podcasts that has the Bill After seal of approval on our podcast that Woo! was given, gifted to us nice. from Bill After. So it's a good thing he. I hope he doesn't hear this episode. Jesus. Now um, I'm just wondering: is was that one of the episodes where you turned the video on? Because I'm definitely going to tune in and try and find try and find yes. the point where I can tell that you're urinating into a bottle. <laughs> yes, yes, the, vi the video was on in that one. That one can be found on YouTube. All right, I'm watching. Um, it. Mo moving on. Uh, before we get into today's subject, um, I'll, I'll bury the lead. We're talking about movies today because that's what you guys are all about. Every week, every Monday, you can catch these guys on their podcast talking about movies, uh, different different subjects every week, and it's gonna it's great. I've listened to the first episode. Um, I, I'll be listening to the second episode really soon. Um, based on the first episode, uh, I'm really enjoying it. You guys have a great chemistry. Um, it's something I guarantee we'll 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 continue to uh, promote on this show because it's a lot of fun. Um, our listeners, a lot of a lot, a lot of our listeners love mo movies as much as I do. I consider myself a cinephile. You guys, so when when I listen to a podcast, I need two things: I need knowledge and I need uh, passion. You guys have both of that, which is really fun. So uh, you guys are going to be really fun to talk about some uh, really shitty wrestling movies today. It'll be, be really fun. However, we're going to skip the news portion because let's be honest. I don't know about you, uh, Rye. You can tell us in a minute. But uh, but Joey, I know you, you don't know a whole lot about wrestling, right? No, not, not, not recently, no. I, I, I can tell you a little bit about when I used to watch it back, Rory's War and... You know, Warzone, that kind of thing. I tell you back that era, but right now I couldn't tell you anything that's happened in the past decade, probably. That's okay. You're not missing a whole fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you ever a wrestling fan, right? I'm like a classic. Like I, I like the old school stuff. Like yeah. like eighties, early nineties, that's where I was like really into it. And then I kind of lost track, but I still I still know a bit of what's going on, but I'm out of the loop right now. Well, the good thing is the majority of the movies we're going to talk about uh, today are a lot of the classic guys, a lot of the older guys, because uh, let's be honest, we're going to get into this later, but wrestlers don't make good movies. It just <laughs> doesn't happen. Out, even out of the top seven that, that, I, that I did today, I think I only really enjoy three of them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what's bad when... The most famous and most successful actor slash wrestler in the world is Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And we're not talking about one single fucking movie he's made today. He is the most successful <laughs> man to come from rest the wrestling world to the acting world. And he hasn't made a good movie. He was and like the highest paid actor for however many years. Like no. <laughs> name a name an actual great movie he's done. He's got one movie that almost made my list, and that's Be Cool. I, oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say The Rundown. That's not bad. <laughs> the Rundown's not bad. Uh, 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 
I have a special spot in my heart for Walking Tall just because I'm a Johnny Knoxville fan. Uh, um, you're, you're also a dad. Uh, Moana? Yeah, I have a certain hatred for Moana because I'm a dad. <laughs> you're also you know, right. What about, what about there's only so many times you can hear your welcome without wanting to shove a fucking ice pick through your goddamn earbuds. <laughs> but what about the, the Jumanji stuff? Because, like, it's fun seeing him play something different, right? I honestly haven't seen the Jumanji uh, films. Oh, oh they're great. They're, they're, they're pretty fun. fun. They're pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen them. Um, and I'll be honest, I haven't seen a single one of his fucking Fast and Furious movies. I don't enjoy that franchise. Oh, it's um, There's, there's I, only I one worth watching. I don't like right. Val, or what's his name? Vin Diesel. Not a fan of the man. And unless it's got Riddick in the fucking title, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Basically, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. The, the then, only one with I think the only one with The Rock is worthwhile is Fast Five, and it it sounds stupid, but it's actually pretty solid. Is, is that, that's the heist one, right? Yeah, they do a big heist, and and it's got a crazy cast, and the stunts are nuts in it. But it's like out of the whole series, what I've of of what I've seen, it's the only one that's like legitimately good. So is this before or after Paul Walker died? Uh, shortly much. after, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or no, no, it might have been one of the last ones he was in. I, you know what? I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> well, because there's like what? There's like 27 of them now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think you know he's in this one. He's in this one. Yeah. What I what I'd like to see eventually. The only way I'm going to watch these movies, I want to see a crossover. I want to see a mashup. I want them to cross over the Fast and Furious movies with the Expendables franchise. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then, yeah. and then just have fucking Sly kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just throw every action star imaginable into that cast. Like Exactly. Like, and then try try to fit try to that. fit one of those big guys into small muscle cars. That would be <laughs> brilliant to watch. Especially be, since some uh, of them are getting old like, as well. Watching them trying to get back out again is just gold in itself. I'd be, buy a ticket for that. Like, the scene in uh, MacGruber. Have you guys watched MacGruber? You know where he, he rounds up his his perfect team and they're all like they're all like classic famous wrestlers, and then he does something and the fucking van explodes. I want I wanted to put that on the list so bad today. They're, they're just what the wrestlers involved in that movie just aren't in the movie enough for me. No, to they're not. But but uh, I wanted to talk about it. But let, let, let's talk about it uh, before we get in the list. So the criteria for the list today was the wrestler involved in the movie had to be either the star or a strong supporting role. So there's that leaves a lot of movies on the side, a lot of actually good movies uh, that we can't talk about. So let's talk about them before we get into the list. Um, before I name a few, I want to hear from you guys. Do you have what comes to your brains first when you think of a good movie with a wrestler in it? Mr. Nanny. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Name one good Just thing about Mr. Nanny. Just because I'm I want to see you talk about it. <laughs> well, first, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it since the year it came out. So my memory of it is fucking flawed because I was probably 10 when it came out. Yeah, so you had about the mental capacity worth watching it at, like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. But you've seen uh, every other movie that's been, or you've heard of every, like, there's The Tooth Fairy. There was Kindergarten Cop. There was yeah. a, they're all the same movie, really. Like, what was the what was the latest one with uh, Dave Bautista as well? Oh yeah, there was there was like another kids movie with him it was, in it. It was okay. It was oh, this exact same thing though. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The old, the only one 
And I guarantee neither of you have seen this movie, and that's fine. There's no reason to see it. The only movie that fits that trope that I actually have a very, it's my guilty pleasure. There's a movie called The Chaperone. Have either of you seen this? No. I recognize the title. Who the fuck? Who's in this? The Chaperone stars Triple H from from, from WWE. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And a very young, um, I'm going to fucking bounce on her name now. The She plays the young daughter on uh, Modern Family. The, the youngest daughter? Okay. The youngest daughter. Yeah, the smart one. The, the one with the huge Air, Ariel something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so that girl plays Triple H's daughter, and it's a it's a field trip movie, basically. He 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 play he plays a uh, a criminal who just got out of prison, and he's doing a uh, he's the chaperone for his daughter's field trip. <laughs> okay, that's a likely <laughs> event. It just goes. I, say, I, I can it's think ridiculous. of a million it's things bad, wrong with that off stupid. the bat. Yeah. The the teacher on the trip is played by Yearly Smith. Oh no way! The sister. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. And it, or as I like to say, from Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need to watch that. <laughs> uh, phenomenal, phenomenally bad movie, but it's one of my, uh, one of my guilty pleasures because I do like that trope. I like the, the kindergarten cop trope. I always yeah. Have. Kindergarten cop itself is great. It's a great movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got to put that like, on my it's, list. It's, it's taking taking that big macho muscly dude and putting him into a situation that he wouldn't necessarily be in or fit in yet i mean it sets itself up for plenty of lots of comedy right so i i get the appeal i just it's been done to death right it has been done to death and and uh you know if you want to kill a trope you put hulk hogan in it oh yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he killed I, I, it by himself I mean, and then, and then you, you end up, especially if you're like me, you end up feeling like a dirty old man later in life. When, when uh, have either of you watched the the show Californication? Of course, yeah, yeah. And then the very first episode, what do you see? The little girl from Mister Nanny, butt ass naked. <laughs> I didn't realize oh, that's that. Right. Really? Yeah, she ended up. She yeah. was actually a major character in that show. After she was yeah. for the first season. Yeah. She was the yeah. two, Wait, which one are we talking? So she plays like the stepdaughter, right? Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. What? She, oh my gosh! Uh, the one from funny Mr. enough, she was also the star of the show, The Nanny. Oh, that's fuck right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she was she was a little girl in these things, and then by the time she's nineteen, twenty, whatever it was, she's on Californication, and the clothes are coming off. <laughs> oh wow! And I'm enjoying it until I realized who it was, and I felt so. Dr- I think that's when my first gray hair appeared. Very. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that because I, I was watching something with her recently in it, and I was like, I know her from Californication. I was like, what else is she? And then I realized that, yeah, she was in those two things, like as a child actor, too. Yeah. Mad- Madeline Zima, I think, is. Yes, is you're right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, the, those are like, that is the sign when you're getting old. <laughs> it, it, you, you know, when, when, you, when you start looking at these girls and you're like, ooh, like she's good looking, then you realize that <laughs> you, you, you had a driver's license before she had a birth certificate you know it's it's horrible Um, you said mr nanny joey what about you right what's what's your first uh could it be it could be a guilty pleasure it could be anything what's your first thought when you think of a good wrestling movie there's yeah there's definitely guilty pleasures i think i mentioned a couple of you guys too but like i know jesse ventura gets mentioned here and there but like 
he was in a great 80s movie called Abraxas. It's terrible, great movie. It's like okay. a sci-fi movie. But then I, I think that was right around the time that he was in Running Man, because I always yeah. think of Running Man, too. Yeah. Like him and Arnold. Yeah. yeah Jesse, <laughs> Jesse had a hell of a, uh, an acting career in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, he's spo- Spoiler alert, we will be talking about Jesse at least once today. <laughs> we, I, he's I, great. I can say that. But, uh, but say the name of that film again, because I, I, I need to Google that. So the first one, uh, Abraxas, I think it's him and um, I think Mark Hamill's in it. And it's like a low budget 80s sci-fi. It might be early 90s, but like total low budget. But it's actually decent. It's it's all right. I mean, uh, if you like Luke Skywalker and Jesse Ventura, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Unless Before I'm mixing up. Too I, far. I, I, could be, I could be mixing up two movies that are very similar, but I at least Jesse Ventura is in Abraxas. <laughs> All right. But if you are mixing up these two movies, then we need to finance a movie where, where, where we get these guys together. Cause now, yeah, I, yeah. now I really want to see it <laughs> before, before we move too far um, in honor of you guys. Once you start listening to these guys podcasts, you don't know that they don't only talk about movies. They talk about good old beers. And, oh, yeah. there's n- and there's nothing more than we love here at the last thing Mar- or well, that's my old podcast counted <laughs> out there's wow there's nothing more we love uh i counted out than a good beer so i am going to crack open my first one of the night well the first oh. one of this recording <laughs> and because you guys are all about the uh the, the uh the crafts i grabbed my personal favorite from whitewater brewing out now in, in the audio audio ottawa valley yep great brothers this is a beautiful uh, peanut butter stem. Oh, oh dude, so good. So good. I, I cracked that open at a Christmas party and gave samples to everybody because I was like, you got to try this. Yeah, it is. Uh, Joey and I have discussed this a lot. Um, I am a big stout guy. I love, love, love a good stout. And that has quickly, quickly jumped to the top of my list of, of favorite stouts. Oh, it's so good. All right. So- I, I think. That- oh, go on, sorry. No, I'm just gonna say, uh, or if we're still talking about beer, go. I, know, I was gonna say, yeah, there's there's a lot of places that do this this new like peanut like there's a lot of peanut butter stouts yeah. out there, and for me, not being a huge stout guy, I need it to be more peanut butter, and I think the problem that I find is a lot of the time they you are still getting a strong stout taste with a hint of peanut butter. That one that you're drinking right there, it does have a good peanut butter aftertaste, so you get a little bit of the stout at the beginning, peanuts afterwards. It's fucking delicious. Even when, as soon yeah. as you crack it, like, like oh, it just hits you in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, 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 it almost, it's almost like you just opened up a thing of uh, Reese's cups, you know? Yeah. It's like drinking a glass of Reese's pieces. Yeah. Fucking nice. <laughs> uh, all right. Back, back to the topic. Um, I'll, I'll throw out a movie before we get to our list. I a couple of them, anyways. I got to talk about a guy named Kevin Nash. Because he has actually been in some of my favorite movies. He's just always in such small roles. Uh, one being Grandma's Boy. Oh, yeah. Grandma's okay. Boy. Classic. Classic. Classic the, Happy movie. Mad- yeah. the Happy Madison produced movie. Um, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, I don't think Alan Covert gets enough credit for his uh, comedic genius. Mm-hmm. But uh, neither does Peter Dante. Uh, but I, I love that movie, and uh, and uh, Kevin Nash is in it for a good, what, maybe two solid minutes. Yeah, but, cameo. But, but he's hilarious in it, and it's and the movie has one of like he's in one of my favorite scenes in the whole fucking movie, when 
and the guy's like, he's, she's not a hooker. She's a mas- she's a massage therapist. So massage cock for money. I think that's called a hooker. You're a hooker. You're a hooker. Oh, fucking love it. Classic. That movie's amazing. Uh, mo- moving on to another uh, uh, two more uh, Kevin Nash movies. One being, of course, The Punisher, where he, where he very famously played the Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he did a bit of a change. You know, he cut his hair, bleached it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks, uh, he looks totally different in that. He, he looked bigger than usual, uh, you know, but, uh, but he was really – I love that scene. That whole that whole scene where he just beats the shit out of Thomas Jane is that's just, the best it, part of the movie. That's a, that's I mean, a yeah, great, <laughs> it's, a it's straight up the best part of the movie, and then it just kind of goes to shit. But yeah, <laughs> I have a special spot in my heart for that movie. Uh, I like Thomas it, Jane is great. He 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 is great. Um, John Travolta, not so much. <laughs> nah, not not the greatest jigsaw. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then uh, if I'm talking Kevin Nash, we got to talk about. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part Two. Yeah, classic. Where, of course, he very famously played Super Shredder. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. so good. When he comes up from beneath, right after the Ninja Rap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. All and right. Dude, um, while, while you're mentioning Kevin Nash, I was just going to say that that one I mentioned quickly to you guys, Monster oh, Brawl. Yeah. Monster my Brawl. Yeah, my buddy shot that. Uh, um, up in Collingwood, and uh, Kevin Nash it plays a part in that, and it, it has a bunch of little cameos. Like, yeah, Jimmy Hart's right. in it. Hart. uh, Robert Maya, Herb Dean is one of the refs in it. But uh, Kevin Nash gets to play this cool little. He, well, he actually plays a much bigger role. If you're a fan, try and find that one, man. It's pretty solid. I yeah, I've been told about it by friends in the past. I never got around to seeing it though. It's definitely uh, grab some beers, throw the movie on, have a good time. It's just it's a bunch of famous monsters matching to the death basically with a bunch of uh wrestling and comedy cameos it's yeah it's a good time <laughs> before we before we get into our big list today i want to ask a couple more questions just about your guys and your show um start off with the most obvious question and and, and uh I'll, I'll have to ask what why a podcast you even said it in the in the first episode you said it you know the the market is oversaturated with podcasts so what why do it I think we've, me and Rai have, have been giving out this information for free without an audience for a very fucking long time, right? Like we've been, you know, we worked together before this whole thing came out. We worked in a bar together. Uh, we've been buddies for a fair amount of years now. And we just, you know, like we were just any, any place we were, we'd always be talking about movies or beers. That was our two main thing. And, you know, our, our girlfriends couldn't contribute much to any of these conversations because they wouldn't go as deep as we would. And, you know, Rise, Rise, Rise misses being an actress as well. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, we'd get her on them, but we couldn't get her so much on the beers. And we just decided, you know what, at the end of the day, there's plenty of, mu- there's plenty of movie podcasts out there. There's plenty of beer podcasts. Pod- Ugh, fuck's sake. Pod- we've had a few beers. We was doing our, we was actually recording our own podcast <laughs> before this one. So we've already been drinking our beers. Um, but yeah, there was plenty of the, the separate movie podcasts and beer podcasts out there. But we kind of we realized that actually, you know what? Somebody might want to listen to us. I mean, fuck if they don't, we'll have a good time recording it anyway. But it's and plus, you know what? Like during we we was we was joking about this the other day. We were like, the sad thing is, is that we should have fucking done this at the beginning of lockdown, like everybody else did. I feel like yeah. podcasts 
fucking blew up when uh, when the lockdown happened because nobody had any, anything else to do except for listen to them or record them. And here we are at the tail end of the fucking lockdown, the tail end of COVID, <laughs> starting a goddamn podcast when everybody else is too busy to listen to them. But there you go. But the funny thing about that is I, I, I can, I can uh, relate to that so much. Tyler and I came up with the idea for our podcast long before the, the, the lockdown. Um, and I was actually part of a different podcast. And that podcast kind of went under. And I said, okay, this is a good time. Uh, you know, I met this other dude and we'll, we'll start doing something. And we, we're, we're, we're building it. We're talking about uh, the premise. We're doing everything. We finally record a couple episodes that never got aired because they, they sucked. <laughs> the first ones always suck. Uh, but we, we, we recorded a couple in my basement here. And then I said, we'll, we'll really get down to it when I get home from vacation. And I was leaving a few days later to go to take my family to the Cayman Islands. Well, we did that. We jumped on a plane. We're gone. <laughs> we were in the Cayman Islands for about four days. And on the fourth, the third or fourth day, the world shut the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> When I got back, we went straight into quarantine. No more doing anything ever again. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, so I call him, like, well, I don't know what to do, man. Like, you can't come over to my house anymore. So, <laughs> do this. so we decided one time to try doing it over the phone. And we've been doing it now for, for well over a year. It, this was never supposed to be a COVID filler, but it turned into be the best COVID filler. Oh, fuck. So That's I, awesome. I, I can completely understand why people decided to start doing this during the lockdown or yeah, sure. at the tail end of one like you guys. Um, but well, that's, great. Like, like, that's one thing I like about your premise, though. Like you said, Joe, I'm putting those two things together. You took two things you like and you shoved them together. Yeah. Because as much as I love beer and I love learning about beer, I can't listen to a podcast about beer. Just sure about beer, right? Yeah. Half the guys doing it are fucking boring. Oh yeah, <laughs> you oh, know yeah. what I mean. Uh, so, so you guys talking about two things that I am genuinely interested in, uh, and you guys got good chemistry. You guys, you guys are fucking funny. Uh, you, 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 you make me laugh. Um, there's something to say, and this happens on this show on the regular. There's something great. You almost want the two guys to not agree about what they're talking about. You want them to fight. So every week I'm just like, oh, fuck. I, I hope one guy loves this movie and the other guy hates it. That happens on this show on a regular. Like, like there's been times where I've almost hung up on it. Like, we were just like screaming at each other. And that's what I want to see. And, and we ha we didn't quite get that in the first episode. But I I, I have, you guys dropped little little hints that that's going to happen. One of these oh, days, it's going to happen. We're, we're, we're going to get some arguments. It oh, may have already happened. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I was just about to say, man, you've, you haven't listened to episode two yet. <laughs> it's gonna, it'll happen often. We we disagree on, like, we love movies and shit, but we disagree often. And we're just like, no, but like that, that, that. So you can, yeah, you can only see me from the waist up. The waist down, Ryan broke my legs. So, you know, like, <laughs> it, it happened, man. He fucking straight up, like, he straight up broke yeah, my it was going to be, uh, that's why we designed it as like a movie battle, too. So we literally actually do go head to head. And there's going to be times where we just agree. We're like, yeah, that's the great fucking, that's the best movie of the choice. But there's going to be a bunch of times. I think the majority of the times we're probably going to be like, no, I think this. Plus so. add, add into the fact that we're both like drinking excessively and you know, <laughs> we, we're drinking angry juice and we're getting like real fucking leveled up. 
Dude, like I say, our, our, ang our angriest moment on the second episode comes in probably the happiest movie. <laughs> it comes in like <laughs> the most comedic movie. Yeah, it's true. That actually, we should yeah. be like really happy about discussing, but we actually come to blows about because I don't know because we've just been drinking and we both have a completely yeah. different opinion on it. <laughs> I, I can say that happens on this show quite often. Uh, there, there's been times where I I almost black out pretty much. And <laughs> I'll, I'll get a phone call from Tyler the next day going, dude, why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> say what? He's like, do you know that you spent five minutes talking about titty fucking Dusty Rhodes last night? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't believe in editing. No, <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say like when it comes to our show, like I, I feel like we. I spend, uh, fuck man, like the the first couple of parts are real easy to edit. The third part, when we're on our third, fourth beer by that point, it's so difficult to edit because we go on about fucking fifteen different yeah. tangents and there's all kinds of shit we shouldn't say and. We edit it out. So that's why I've been excited to come on this show without the editing. Because I'm like, let's see how well we do without the editing, just the two of us. <laughs> let's see what we do. Now, before well, we before we get to the list, there's one thing I really want to talk about. Uh, it really interests me. And I'm sure you're going to talk about it on your show more, but, but I want my uh, audience to hear it. Rye, you're a working actor. Yeah. Uh, can, can you give us a bit of a, your, your background? Uh, tell us some of the things you've worked on or things that you're you're working on. Yeah, so I've been I've been acting for better part of 20, 20 years now. I started out with a really low budget. Um, it was basically a student film, but this was like back when there was no competition kind of thing with digital uh, distribution and stuff like that. So we shot this really cheap, pretty shitty horror comedy called Desperate Souls. And we, we uh, well, the, the directors and the producers, they sold it. And because of the timing, we got like, worldwide distribution on the damn thing so we were like oh shit we made it we're huge well so then we moved on to the next thing which didn't do nearly as well and then slowly we were like oh shit there's way more competition there's more shit happening right now so we all kind of made a bunch of films together and then we each branched off and sort of started doing our own things and uh yeah i've been i've been acting and writing and every once in a while i'll uh, jump into the producing end of stuff but yeah, mostly, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of uh, horror films, a lot of um, more dramas, thrillers, there's some kids stuff here and there, but I haven't done a wrestling movie yet. That's what I want to add to my, uh, I'd there love to go. add it to the, to the resume, yeah. Despite the fact that he's got the build for a wrestler. <laughs> right? He's not on Dirk, camera, but he's, he's, a, he's a big guy. <laughs> Dark Side where, of the where, Ring, where is we, the, you know, maybe I can sneak into an you? episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Well, that, that's it. Uh, friend of the show. <laughs> Uh, Jay, uh, Jay, uh, uh, he's a, we have a sister podcast called Good Friends, Better Enemies. The host of that show is, is named Jay. The reason we even hooked up with him is because we interviewed on the, him on the show because he acted on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Nice. Uh, on, on the Herb Abrams episode, which was cool, yeah. Um, but I'm looking at you, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe they screwed up. Where were you when Chris Hemsworth <laughs> was uh, auditioning for that Hulk Hogan movie? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I could have come in there, brother, and be like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I think Chris Hemsworth is going to be a better Hulk Hogan than Hulk Hogan is. 
That would be. I really can't great. wait to watch that. That movie is gonna be fucking so much fun to watch. It, it is. I, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. I haven't seen the rest of the casting, but uh, I hope they Who do. Who cares? I I saw. I think I saw a short list when it was first happening, like after he'd been cast or whatever. And in the, I think the casting was pretty epic. Like right, the whole thing just sounds like. Yeah. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be. It's gonna be informative. It's gonna have the historical yeah. element to it, but it's gonna be just entertaining as fuck. I think. Exactly. I'm really looking forward to it. All right. And speaking of uh, which, let's uh, move on to the reason for the season. This is a list show. So we today are counting down the top seven movies featuring a wrestler in a starring role. And I know, as usual, I'm gonna get some heat for this. Uh, uh, I, I, people are going to be screaming at me saying, where's this movie? Where's that movie? And I can't wait to hear about, about it. So go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to email, do it all. Throw me your hate. I love hearing it. Uh, but this is my <laughs> list this week and Tyler's not here to fucking tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Instead of have two guys to tell me I'm wrong. Fuck. I, can't, I can't wait to see how many, uh, how many requests you're going to get for Mr. Nanny. It's going to be so many. <laughs> so many people being like, where the fuck is Mr. Nanny, motherfucker? Best wrestling movie of all time. I'm, I, I'm expecting like 12 different responses, but all fake accounts made by Joey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you all, keep telling yourself that. Literally like, every <laughs> single Mr. Nanny comment is going to yeah. be a Joey comment. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm glad, I, I'm glad you're talking about Mr. Nanny, though, and not Santa with muscles. I mean, that, you know what? That, that was going to be my second choice. Just Mr. Nanny seems like the, it's the one I remember most. So if you did groom me about it, I'm like, okay, at least I know something about that. Now, I, I, I despise the majority of Hulk Hogan movies, but I will say, I, as a kid, when, I, when it first came out as a kid, I did like Suburban Commando. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I also loved Christopher yeah. Lloyd. That was my thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It had Christopher Lloyd in it, so you had to like it. Yeah, want- those two guys. It had a bit of science fiction. It had like a creature in it. Like that's all I needed as yeah. like a twelve-year-old. It was, was it like was a exactly. bizarre movie, but it was so of its time. Hulk Hogan was just a set piece. It was great. Yeah, exactly. All right, starting off, uh, we're gonna start with number seven. Um, I might have to explain this one to you, Joe. I'm pretty sure this is one you haven't seen, but that's all right because no. Neither did anybody else. We're talking about Ready to Rumble. Now, the beautiful uh, thing about this is if you if you can talk about this, I do actually need to grab myself another brew. So you guys fucking you go, go ahead. Go. I'll make myself I'll, – I'll, I'll put in some grunts and some yeah, yeah, yeahs every now and again. And you'll know I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just going to, you know. Just, he's going just to go pee in a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you hear us doing some Dallas Page uh, impressions in the background. Oh, yeah. As long as I get to hear your Randy Savage at some point, that's it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. <laughs> I actually love I actually love this movie. When it first came out, when I first watched it the very first time, I was like, this is... I was thinking it was going to be shit, like, yeah. bad, bad, but it's, it's legitimately funny, and it's legitimately entertaining. If you just watch it for what it is, which is just a dumb comedy, yeah. then great. If you're going in expecting anything else, you're going to be disappointed. And what it really truly was, it was a way for WCW to pay a bunch of money to get their fucking product over. That's all it was, that, and it paid off because it. Oh, it's, it's a WCW movie, eh? That's that's why when I when yeah. I was researching the the movies for the show, I was actually looking at the cast list, and I was like, I don't recognize any of these wrestlers. That's probably all why guys, they weren't they weren't WWE yeah. or any, yeah. anything like that. Yet. You don't recognize this movie is, Bill Goldberg. This movie is very 
story. Was that right? No, it's just that you didn't recognize Bill Goldberg or Diamond Dallas Page. Well, that shows how little I know about, <laughs> you know, anything other than WWE. Unfortunately, for, for, for the listeners of this show, and you're going to hate me immediately for this, I am not <laughs> a wrestling connoisseur. I pretty much know WWE, WWF, whatever it used to be, and that's pretty much it. Anything outside of that, I'm out. This movie is very famous, and, and this is, this is going to lead to me telling you to watch it, a certain movie, Joe. Okay. Uh, this this movie is very famous for leading towards one of the most infamous moments in wrestling history. Ooh. So this movie, Ready to Rumble, one of the one of the main stars, the main star is David Arquette. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. When, I, I were, love him for this for this whole what you're about to talk about. Right? I love this. And when they were promoting the movie, Arquette uh, spent quite some time on the weekly television show Nitro, and eventually, in the silliest way possible. <laughs> Won the WCW World Championship. What? Very controversial. Very controversial. Very controversial da- David, David Arquette. Yeah. David, David Arquette, Arquette is a former WCW champ. Now, this brings me to me telling you to go watch a, a certain movie. There is a phenomenal documentary that was put out last year called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. And yeah. what, the, what this documentary does is it follows David. Uh, he decided last year he's always wanted to be a professional wrestler. So All a few right. years ago, a few years ago, he decided, you know what? People hate me for, for what I did in WCW. People think I ruined wrestling by winning the championship. I want to redeem myself. So he came back and he started at the bottom and he started working in all the indie territories and really, really, really put the work in. He fucking trained. He really went out to become a professional wrestler and made a documentary of it. Oh my it, god! Okay, it's, it's a great. Phenomenal documentary. Um, they talk about him as well on Dark Side of the Ring last week, when uh, uh, because part of this documentary, he faces a guy named Nick Gage, who is a very famous uh, deathmatch wrestler. Mm-hmm. With, and in this match, David Arquette legit uh, gets his throat slit. Hmm. Oh um, shit! Yes, it was complete accident, but he took a uh, he took a stunt wrong where a light tube went across his throat and he uh, moved wrong oh. and caught it right in the jugular and just wiped oh, his throat open. Yeah. And he finished the fucking match. David Arquette did this. Yeah. He did, Dude, he's, he, this he pussy-ass motherfucking guy. He's, no, he's hardcore. He, he, is a, he is a hardcore you will not. Yeah, you will not yeah. call him a pussy after watching this documentary. Go watch he's this documentary, man. Oh, fuck he's like, and he's like, he's, he's such a nice guy. Like, I've always been a fan of him. Mm-hmm. But he's such he's such seems like such a friendly, nice, like partier kind of hippie type guy. But he takes the wrestling so seriously and you gotta love him for it. And then you see the shit that he fucking like he's rolling in glass and wrestling these guys in the backyards and getting his ass kicked just to kind of like build up a name for him to be able to be respected enough to go and do these other matches. It's so good. It's really it's great. Holy and fuck. this all and this all started by him doing this rest this ready to rumble movie. Um I'm trying to remember the rest of the cast. Uh, I always forget the name of his uh, his, his co-star in the movie. Uh, Scott very Conn. Ni- very 90s dude. Scott Scott Conn. Uh, Scott Conn, thank you. Son, yeah. yeah. He was in like every 90s movie at this he point. He was in a ton of shit. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you have uh, Oliver Platt. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver Platt's great. Oliver 
play with uh, you know Big Jimmy. Uh, so yes, and and then pretty much the entire uh, roster of of WCW. Um, it's just a fun movie about a couple guys wanting to get involved in wrestling. Yeah. There's no there's like there's no reason to get into the plot because there's no fucking plot. <laughs> um, the the one of the uh, love interests in the movie, which is kind of weird because he's coming off the heels of Scream at this point, right? Yeah. And in Scream, his sister was played by Rose McGowan. That's right. And she's in this movie, right? And she's his love interest in this movie. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Which, you know, the Arquettes, man. I mean, they're, they're, they keep it in the family. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it, it might not be a, a non-wrestling fan. I don't know. I, I, I've never talked to anybody who's seen it who wasn't a wrestling fan. So, any, so anybody who isn't a wrestling fan who has seen it, Maybe it's a piece of shit to them. To me, maybe because I, it's just so silly and so stupid in all the right ways. I love it. I mean, I feel it's, like it's fun. I feel like knowing, like, as somebody who's on the outside, I feel like knowing what I know now about David Arquette and about his dedication to the to to wrestling going forward because of his starring role in this movie. It does make me want to watch the movie more, just for the pure fact of. It's interesting to see somebody, you know, transform like that. You know, to, to to take a role that he was probably like, well, you know, fuck, sure. I mean, it's a reason. To, it's a reason to work with some WCW guys, and then actually go from this to becoming an actual wrestler. Yeah, that's fucking cool, man. And, to go and, and win the WCW what? title of all fucking things, like Jesus fucking Christ. And that was back when the WCW title actually meant something. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, there's like, a lot of wrestlers who are pissed took off that, that title seriously. This yeah. title had been held by Hulk Hogan and, and, and uh, Diamond Dallas Page and Bill Goldberg for the majority yeah. of five years before this. So, you know, this was this was the title that guys like Sting and Ric Flair made famous. They showed the yeah, they, they, they show up pretty good in the documentary where, where the other wrestlers are like, yeah, no, we're not down with that. Like, you can't just walk in and fucking walk away with the championship belt. Like, it does mean something. It's like. So, like, for somebody to come in and do that, it was kind of a big no-no kind like a big of an yeah. yeah. But you know what? It's been 25 years, and we're still fucking talking about it. So they did something right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and and just to say, too, like, uh, when I first watched Ready to Rumble, I, I that's when I was kind of out of my – I wasn't paying attention to wrestling. I wasn't whatever. And I, I watched that movie, and I was like, oh, this is actually really funny, and it's fun. And it kind of actually got me back into watching a bit at that time too, because oh, that's great. all the stuff that was happening, right? So yeah, it's I think it was it was good enough, like for my teenage mind to watch that. I don't know how what what year it came out, but how old I was, whatever. I loved it at the time, and I was like, this is good, stupid, fun entertainment. That's like I want I want to say it was ninety nine. Uh, I think I just had it up here. Uh, it was oh no no I'm not even on it anymore. Never mind. 2000, yeah. 2000. So, yeah. yeah, 99, 2000, yeah. So, the ironic and sad part about this whole thing was this movie was meant to get more eyes on the WCW product, which obviously was kind of working if a guy like yourself was like, oh, shit, I should start watching again. For sure, yeah. The unfortunate part is the stunt of putting the title on David Ar is widely known as the day that WCW started to die. 
Right. Yeah. Less than less than a year later, Vince McMahon bought the company. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So That's crazy. Eh? So that that was the beginning of the end for WCW, unfortunately. So a project that was supposed to heighten their stock actually crushed it, which yeah. uh, w- w- which is quite unfortunate, to be honest. It's pretty unfortunate, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's, that's I'm sure our cat probably felt that way too, right? Like on top of everything else. Being exactly a, because a man who loves his wrestling being responsible for a whole franchise yeah. falling to pieces, like yeah, fuck, that's horrible. And you see it in the in the documentary too. That that's the cool thing is like I, for a moment when I was watching it, I was like, is this a real documentary or is this like like a mockumentary like making? But it's no, it's it's no, real, it's and real. you see the shit that he went through. Real, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is so good. I, uh, Joey, I believe it's on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. I think, okay. I, think so. to it. Yeah. I think they just added it, but check it out. Um, even it, as yeah. a non-wrestling fan, anybody will enjoy it. It's just this uh, this real coming-of-age kind of story for a guy who really wants to... Uh, coming-of-age for a guy who's 55 years old. Uh, uh, for a guy <laughs> yeah. who, really, who just really wants to redeem himself. He spent the last 25 years upset about the way people talk about him and the way they look at him right and the because way of the way i just spoke about him calling him a pussy and stuff you know and, well <laughs> and people people blame him for destroying wcw oh yeah 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 for sure and he wants to he wants to prove that you know what no that, that's not who i am i love this shit and it worked yeah. um moving yeah. on uh if we're going to talk about celebrities who love professional wrestling we got to talk about a guy named Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sandler is known for bringing wrestlers into his movies quite often, as seen in movies like The Waterboy with Captain Insano. Uh, yeah. You could see him in the front row of several Raws and pay-per-views with his kids just because he loves the sport. And yeah. today we're going to talk about a little uh, remake of an old Burt Reynolds movie called The Longest Yard. Oh, yeah. I fucking love this movie. Say what Class, you want about, about Adam Sandler. I'm an Adam Sandler <laughs> fan through and through. I really am. I am too. Uh, I I, I'm not. I'm on the opposite of side of this, but I agree he's done a lot of shit in the last few years. But certain movies like this one here will always have a special spot in my heart. And uh, you want to talk about the wrestling connection? Where isn't the wrestling connection? So many professional wrestlers were in this movie. Um, mainly uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin played a big role. That's the only Again, one. Another, another Kevin Nash movie. Uh, how, by the way, how fucking funny was Kevin Nash in this movie? Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill, Bill Goldberg, uh, The Great Khali. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch, but uh, they, bunch. they were all they were all great in the movie. And it's yeah, good. like a like a bunch of classic like sports guys too. Like, well, I mean, Terry Crews is much more than that now too. But like, yeah, well, well Terry but, Crews but, and yeah, because he came from what the football. He was a football player. Yeah, yeah. he should have been a professional wrestler, man. He oh, would yeah. have made oh, so much money. He would have destroyed. Wrestling. He's got that personality and the build, yeah. obviously. But like, he yeah, could he's... have been what the Rock was. Yeah, he really could. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got everything that every major like huge wrestler he's got it in fucking spades and just like yeah. naturally yeah and he's hilarious in this movie he's <laughs> hilarious in every movie Terry. Yeah, he's really he's an out and out he's hilarious really, fucking yeah. guy yeah and he's really smart too yeah yeah and then and uh and then 
who else in this movie? Uh, Burt Reynolds is fucking hilarious in the movie. Uh, you have uh, you have Nelly, who I never yeah. knew could, never knew could act. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a familiar tale. Yeah, it's a familiar tale with a lot of people. You like look at it, you're like, oh, why is Rihanna in this movie? Why is so and so in this movie? And nine times out of ten, they're fucking terrible. But you're right, Nelly in this movie, he fitted in well. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. He did. He did a good job. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was just playing Nelly. Well, they they, uh, they they put him in because he was popular at the time, right? They put him in yeah. as uh, for to to get that that demographic to go to the movie theater and watch it, right? So they could add and his it, song over a montage in the movie at some. Yeah, point. there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> they don't they don't have to pay for the rights to use the music because Nelly's already in the yeah. fucking movie. They're paying him for yeah. the movie. They don't have to pay like, for the rights. I'll so give they, you my song for free if you put me in your movie. Boom! Oh, job go. done. <laughs> And one of the uh, one of the rarities in this movie that I really uh, enjoy and respect is it's not a movie where we have to watch Adam Sandler chase a love interest. He 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 dumps he dumps Courtney Cox in the first fifteen minutes. We never see her again. Yeah, uh, you know you don't see that a lot. Like and again, I'm not. And there's no Drew Barrymore to speak of. Yeah, we're uh, we're, yeah. we're plain sailing. We're not we're not shitting on uh, you know his format of movies but that's usually his mo his his mo is based around him chasing a girl chasing uh, a girl yes. shouting a lot about a lot of rom-coms in there yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> but uh but this movie yeah they they threw in the you know a big time name because courtney cox was on top of the fucking world at this point so you know they throw her in just to have her in in the first 15 minutes and then we never see her again and yep. the rest of the movie is the relationship between mostly him and Burt Reynolds, but then him and the, him and the uh, and the team, um, yeah. which was a really fresh take for an Adam Sandler movie at the time. It's and it's sure. great, and it literally shows how fucking intelligent Adam Sandler is when it comes to marketing his movies. Like he he's done this a bunch of times, but he'll take a movie like this where he's like, okay, NFL CFL fans are gonna love this. It's also a jailhouse movie, which like if people want to watch a jailhouse movie that's another genre in itself and then he's like yeah you know what let's throw in a bunch of professional wrestlers that brings in a whole other audience not mention it's like, a re- not mention it's a remake and so, a remake of yep. a classic and you bring the original up. actor in yeah like yeah. he like he does that often and you see that and you're like oh that guy knows how how to build something that people are just going to want to watch like yeah he's um, yeah he's, of course, it, it did get panned by critics, but I don't give a shit about that half the time. Anything with Adam Sandler in it is going to get panned yeah. by critics, unless it's uncut gems or something that's completely out of the ordinary for him. You yes, know? It, it, unless he's working with fucking Paul Anderson, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, unless Radiohead is on the soundtrack, no one wants. No <laughs> yeah, so but, but but it is it's it's in one of my it's one of my top fa- favorite Adam Sandler movies. I think he's very funny. Um, but it's one of those rare movies too, where you know they just let everybody else be funny. Adam is yeah. not yeah. at all. They, it's not like they give Adam all the funny shit. They, like I said, Kevin Nash is so funny in this movie. Yeah. Um. You know, they, uh, for those who haven't seen it, Kevin Nash is a big motherfucker, and he's on estrogen pills <laughs> through the movie. He's talking about his his hurting tits and oh, <laughs> yeah so it's, just, it's, it's great that everyone gets a, like a minute to shine here everybody, and there. Like in, yeah everybody yeah it's great I, I love it um and i'm glad you guys you you guys agree with me i was 
it's 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 a it's a hard subject to bring up Adam Sandler movies these days because ninety percent of the time you you bring up oh I love that Adam Sandler movie you're grown right away unless you're talking about Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore <laughs> everybody else is like uh but yeah like I, dude, I, can, I, even I, love... I can count on one hand how many Adam Sandler movies I'm gonna complain about. I even I even loved his uh, Hubie Halloween movie that came out recently, and I was like, I watched that at Halloween. I was like, you know what? It's stupid. It's Halloween. It's a fucking Adam Sandler movie. It's exactly what I expected. Exactly. See, for those for those that are just about to tune into our podcast, uh, Rye is generally the uh, the more forgiving movie fan, whereas I'm the one that criticizes near enough everything. I don't until like until I don't like something, then I'm kind of vicious. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, I I don't. I don't hate Adam Sandler. I don't necessarily like him either. Uh, but I think The Longest Yard, like you said, because of the fact that it does play on the other characters and the other characters get a lot more time to shine and it isn't just the Adam Sandler show, it's probably the reason why it's one of the movies that of his that I forgive a lot easier. All right. Our next movie is another one I know you haven't seen, Joey, and I haven't even seen in well over 20 years. But I can't wait. I, I have a feeling. I'm, I'm, I, I'm setting this up for Rye because I have a feeling he's going to talk about this movie quite a bit. <laughs> but we're talking about the, the movie that really started wrestling movies, man. And we're talking about No Holds Barred. Yeah. This is a movie. <laughs> this, was the, this was the original Ready to Rumble. All right. Sure. Yeah. Because for, for for what Ready to Rumble was to WCW is what No Holds Barred was to WWF. This is a Vince McMahon produced film, the first Vince McMahon produced film. Uh, apparently, Vince and, and Hulk rewrote the entire fucking script. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. And, yeah. and, like in a night. And even though the the main uh, excuse me the the main screenwriter got the credit. He, 90% of his movie was gone. Yeah. So, uh, and Vince McMahon is known for that. Vince McMahon is very, like, he's got an entire writing staff that works for him. And he'll walk in, he'll rewrite the entire script five minutes before going to air. Like, he, he is very, very well known for that. So I'm not surprised at all. I'm, that, yeah, that I'm that not surprised either. <laughs> Especially and, with, the, with the two of them together at the height of, like, their power, that they could yeah. just be like, yeah, we don't like this. Let's do this instead. And this is during the first golden era, right? Like, like this is when there are two points in history when wrestling was fucking huge. We, yeah, you have the attitude era in the, in the late nineties and you have the golden era in the late eighties, early nineties. This is, this is the, the first, this is the latter. This is the golden era where Hulk Hogan was one of the biggest stars in the whole fucking world. Even if you yeah. didn't know professional wrestling, you knew who Hulk Hogan was. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Hulk Hogan is to that era what Dwayne the Rock Johnson is to this era. You know, this, yeah, hundred percent. And I, re I remember this is a big thing about this movie that I remember the whole era when when this was coming out and it was following up on uh, WrestleMania three and four. Yes, and they were they were inventing the new big villain and. And I remember them uh, all the ads and everything on on WWF when you tuned in. They're like, the new movie with Hulk Hogan, No Holds Barred, and they literally started introducing the Zeus character from the film into wrestling as well. And, and it they, had never been done before, right? Yeah, like, it was like this this new thing. And he walked in, and he's like, <laughs> and you're just like, like, Tony Lister was just an actor, 
Yeah. And they, they pulled him into the world of professional wrestling where, you know, <laughs> I've never seen this before or since, but uh, they actually had a pay-per-view called No Holds Barred, uh, The Match, The Movie. <laughs> and, 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 and it was uh, and it was uh, Hulk and I want to say it was fuck I'm going to get yelled at if I'm wrong here I want to say the main event was Hulk and Macho versus Zeus and the Million Dollar Man was it was it a cage match yes I remember because I remember watching the big build up to the cage yeah. match and it was I think you're right I think that was who it was and all I know is, remember, it was like so tied into the movie, and they were they were adding it all the time. It was commercials between every single thing. Yeah. And the funniest thing that I remember, which is hilarious, because it was just around the same time. I think they came out. I don't know, maybe maybe within the exact same year, uh, eighty nine. So yeah, they did. So so Jesse Ventura was promoing his work on another film and saying. Oh yeah, I'm the lead action star in this big movie that's coming out. And he was like, I'm the guy. Oh yeah, I'm this. That. And meanwhile, like Hogan would walk up and be like, But you're not really, and I'm the actual star of this movie. <laughs> so like, well, I know you're gonna touch on the movie that we're talking about, but right. it was just funny watching the commentary of of Ventura and and Hogan. I specifically remember that having seen both the movies, even as a kid, yeah. I think I was like 10, 11, 12 years old when I watched both of them and all this happening. And at this point in time, Ventura thought that he was going to be the one to go on and be the big movie star. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it wasn't supposed to be Hogan. It was supposed to be Jesse. And that's obviously not the way it happened. However, and we'll talk about this a little later on. If you put their movies together, though, yes, you're right. Hulk Hogan had more movies and more starring roles. But I'm willing to say that Jesse Ventura had better movies. You yeah you you might be very well right on that one yeah because <laughs> there's two right off the bat that I could be like yeah I mean um this is one of those movies uh, Joey you, you you should go and watch once and never watch again uh, okay <laughs> it's 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 worth watching once in your life to say that you've watched it like I said I don't think I've seen it in well over twenty years um and i'm not running to see it It, it's it's a horribly made movie it's a cheap (laughs) ass 80s action movie but it's a cheesy ass 80s action movie hey it sounds like it has all the stars of the time man so that was around about the time that i was actually interested in like super into wrestling so it might have all my favorite stars in there might spike like spike some nostalgia for me yeah man look to summarize it, it's Hulk Hogan literally plays a character named Rip. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he has to fight the, a guy named Zeus. Who is the WWF champion. He basically yeah. played himself exactly. when he changed his name. <laughs> they okay. basically shot a movie about an episode of WrestleMania. That's and this is and this is back in a time. Um, I'm going to use a term that neither of you may be uh, uh, um, familiar with. There's a term called kayfabe. Kayfabe means, it, it's originally a circus term, to keep uh, the secrets of the business hush-hush. Okay, yeah. So back, back in the 80s and 90s, kayfabe was very strong. You did not talk about the secrets of the business. You lived your character and you made everybody inside and outside that ring believe in everything. That wrestling was 100% real 
Yeah. So that's what this movie was supposed to do. <laughs> was to show that that this guy was, you know, they were we're, we're going to show what it's really like. It, it was almost like their way of pulling back the curtain <laughs> in the most like fanatical way, and sh- showing that oh, this shit is real. You know, th- this is what really happens. And then and then later on, like it's like this this television network executive goes all fucking mad and wants mm-hmm. Hogan to to switch over to his <laughs> network, and but he says no, so. The guy kidnaps and tries to rape his girlfriend. And oh, it, God. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's Pretty fun. extreme, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally the making it, of an episode or, or a version of WrestleMania. That happens every time. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Every okay, single though. pay-per-view event, someone's girlfriend is most likely going to get raped. <laughs> Fuck, that sucks. It, it, it's okay, <laughs> it's it's okay Joey. It's okay. It was the 80s. Everybody used to get raped. Oh, it's that's fun. true. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It was currency back then. The eighties were nothing but cocaine and race. (laughs) Nothing consensual at all. Um, I'll be right back, guys. Give me one second. You guys continue. I'll be right back. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to number four because I want to be able to talk about something that I know Joey can talk about. Yeah, we're 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 getting something. I think one of the only, if not the only, current movie on this list. Yeah, we're, I know what we're you're say. We're entering the Marvel universe here. Yeah. And now Dave Batista has been in a few movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you, you know uh, because he, I believe he was in all, well, at least both the um, uh, Infinity War and, and Endgame movies. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and obviously both the Guardian movies. But out of those four movies, I'm going to choose the first Guardians movie. Because that's you, where yeah. that's where he was introduced. Um, it's 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 the best of the two Guardian movies for sure, mm-hmm. and I'd say it's better than Infinity War. You know what? I I, I recently did. You know, a lockdown activity was uh, me actually going through the Marvel movies. I, I don't think I'm alone here. I think a lot of people did this as well. I went through the Marvel movie, your, your movies in order. Them? Yeah, 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 just because I was like, fuck it, man, I've got the time, why not? And um, I got to Guardians of the Galaxy, and it just made me realize how fucking, like, honestly, man, you get to those movies, and you're like, holy shit, these movies are stellar. They're so fucking good. I'd say 80% of the attraction is the soundtrack, because the soundtrack oh, to the yeah. first one is fucking out of this world. But um, Dave Bautista in the first one, he brings in such an awesome performance. Like, uh, Drax at the beginning is... You know, it looks like they're setting him up to be a bad guy. And then it turns out that he's just a part of this race of people who take everything literally yeah. and are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of cute in that way. You know, you, you, you kind of sympathize with them. And yeah. he, he plays it awesomely, man. I mean, it does. It did need somebody who was going to be big and imposing. Dave Bautista can play that role. But they also needed, um, uh, what's, what am I looking for? They also needed like a kind of, a subtlety to them. They also needed, like, yeah. you know, they didn't. They didn't need to be a fucking uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They didn't need to be a fucking God. Dave Batista is able to play this role with an understated charisma, but straight faced as well. Yeah, and he also needed a really hard. Inkling, yeah, a little inkling of childlike innocence as well, because that's that's what he is. He's basically a child in this world of people that, you know, he's only known his own race and his own people and his own way of being yet. He's now amongst these, he's amongst a fucking raccoon 
and a human being and whatever Gamora is. And, you know, he's, he's amongst all these other people. Oh, Gamora, who he's trying to kill, who he hates. Yeah. And he's now amongst all these other beings that he has to then learn to coexist with as opposed to just killing them. Right. And, and the evolution of his character throughout the, Mar- oh. uh, the Marvel films as it goes on, yeah. uh, he just keeps doing a great job, a great job. I know a lot of people complain about him in, uh, in Endgame. Uh, you know, saying he just looks stupid uh, with, with, with the whole, uh, you know, what is Gamora stuff. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. I think he's played oh, yeah. phenomenally. Um, I really like the evolution of his character. I'd like to see them do a lot more. Um, anybody who... I, I, I am a bit of a geek. Um, anyone who's read any of the, 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 uh, the Drax comics or the Guardians comics knows that uh, Drax has a very... Um, in-depth background a very interesting background and mm-hmm. i'd like to i'd like to see them get a little bit more into that well, but sure. yeah. i am enjoying what they're doing with them right now it's only touched upon in the uh in the guardians movies right it's only touched upon what his, his background is and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know what the way things are going for for batista and his acting career and stuff there's a very good possibility you might before you even read about them you might even see them in movies I think we'll see. I think we'll see a little more of his background in the next one. I think he's a pretty popular, pretty popular yeah. character in uh, Guardians, isn't he? One hundred percent. He's great, and it's and it's done nothing but amazing for Batista's career. Uh, oh, sure. I mean, I mean, look how many other job offers he's gotten since then. He's become a Bond villain. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, he he did a shitty Jeffrey Dean Morgan movie. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure he's done other things, uh, but he is. His money is in Marvel. Oh, right for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. You see, like that was a that was a great casting choice right off the bat. Just like hundred percent. I just, can't picture anybody else doing it. I really no, I know. Now that he's done it, you're just like yeah. no one else. And and his comedic timing for it and everything was just it's perfect too. Like it. it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and no, he and he made the right decision. What once once he once he clinched that role and he's had that money, he went, he retired from wrestling. And he said, "Okay, I, I'm good." And oh, now, so he yeah, he actually outed like he just quit wrestling, eh? He did for a bit, and then um, I think it was right after the second one, or around the, the time of Infinity War, he decided to go back for one last match. He had a big WrestleMania match with Triple H, just just to to put a pin in it and say, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah. Uh, and and then and then he walked away and said, "Okay, that that's good. I wanted to do that. Now I'm done." Um, but cool. and, and he's one of those guys. There, there's an old saying in wrestling that nobody really retires. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I I feel like he's one of those guys who I think he's going to be able to walk or walk away and stay away. Um, he's going to unfor- Unfortunately, <laughs> he he's in a little bit of controversy right now, and it's not his fault. It's Zack Snyder's fault. Um, there oh, was yeah, a pay per view yeah. just this weekend where. Uh, the Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers uh, made a deal with WWE to do a uh, <laughs> to, to do a bit of a promotion for their newest movie starring Dave Bautista called yeah. Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to hear this because I I'm yeah no I, I don't know anything about this. Go on. Oh, it's bad. Oh. So <laughs> this weekend, uh, the, the match was set up to be. It was uh, a guy named The Miz with his partner, John Morrison, and they were facing off a guy named uh, Damian Priest and a guy named Bad Bunny. 
There's a match that goes back in the day called a uh, lumberjack match. Okay. And the lumberjack match used to be you just bring a bunch of wrestlers from the from the locker room and you surround them around the ring. And their job is anybody ever gets thrown out, they they would throw the wrestlers back in. So so no oh, one can get thrown okay. out of the ring. Well, they had a lumberjack match this weekend, and the lumberjacks were zombies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on the roof is a huge, giant fucking poster of Army of the Dead. So when the match is done, The Miz is legit getting eaten by zombies while the winner of the match is pointing at the fucking promotional poster. Are you kidding me? Wow, that, that's going a bit far, for, right? That's, that's yeah, yeah. That that's destroying one art form to promote another. That's some fucking bullshit right there. And now Vince McMahon, I guarantee you, sitting there on a pile of WB's money, saying, "Oh, we'll oh, we'll, 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 we'll survive. <laughs> like we'll be fine." Vince McMahon but, is there with the Animaniacs, just swimming in a fucking yeah, just a fucking <laughs> swimming pool full of fucking bills, man. That's it. <laughs> like, what, what, what Warner Brother movie? Yeah, that's Brother <laughs> money. Yeah. Now owned by Disney. <laughs> oh, dude. But that's the thing. Like, you know what? That's the worst part about that whole thing is the fact that obviously, you know, like like you were saying about back back in the 80s, 90s, like where they kind of, the, the whole thing was they was trying to promote the fact that wrestling is real. This is all real life. This is all real things. Yeah. They don't ever want to, they, they, obviously, they're kind of like straying away from that a little bit and they're kind of more loose with the morals oh, so of that, it. But... That, that went away about 15 years ago. Big yeah, time. probably. Yeah. yeah, but but to turn it, but then to actually like steer it in the way of the absurd, like that with the zombies and the fucking point to, uh, you know, it's got to, you know, it gets to a point where that that's not doing the fans a service, you know. No. It's not doing... and, and, and the fans are mad. The, oh, the, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. And you know the what? That that are, that makes sense. The, the controversy over that. Yeah. Well, Vince McMahon has uh, not exactly cared about the feelings of his fans for quite a while. The guy has like thirty six billion fucking dollars. I mean, I say why? Why yeah. is this man not pass the fucking torch, I'm, man? You know what? Name because is he's too stubborn. He, because he's far I'm, too stubborn. His, I'm his sure the man. Law, I'm sure Batista himself is gonna walk away from this and be all free and clear. Because like, he's still got some big things going on. So, like the, him being involved in this in any kind of way, I think it'll probably blow over. Oh, but it's at gonna. The same He's already put on Twitter he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, so, that's good. So, which is bullshit because an hour before he put on Twitter, I can't make the pay per view tonight, so I sent some of my friends. <laughs> oh, wow. And then once everybody's bitching and whining about it and, and they're like tagging him in it, he goes, What? You think I fucking wrote this shit? Is, to be know, fair, it was probably in his contract with the with the marketing and whatever, and he probably literally was like, "Really, guys? Fine, I'll fucking tweet this, and fucking if it if it's a piece of shit, I'm gonna straight up say I didn't want to do this." So, yeah, yeah. like, in a few in a few months, in a few months, they'll come out with Thor: Love and Thunder. We're gonna see him for for a bit, and then we're gonna forget all of it. Yeah. What's Zack Snyder doing, man? Zack Snyder is on a personal mission to piss off every fan of every major thing that's fucking possible. He's starting with Watchmen. 
And then he's then gonna pissed off all the fucking people. Uh, but like, he's got his whole Spider-Verse. Dude, he lives in his own universe, so it doesn't pissed matter. Pissed off the he's DC people own... with, like, you know, Batman versus Superman. I, I, think, I think he's trying to piss off WB more than anything else. I think he's trying to get out of a contract or something, isn't he? He's trying to... He's, yeah. he's trying to something. I think he's gotten out of those contracts already. This definitely will. <laughs> Moving on to my number three. Uh, we already alluded to this, and I, I can't wait to talk about it. Because um, I ain't got time to bleed. We are talking about the... Pre- we are talking about Predator. This Dug is... in like an Alabama tick. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my top five, if not top three, favorite action movies of all time. It's fucking um, fantastic. One of my favorite yeah. franchises of all time. Uh, People talk shit about the sequels. I didn't like two, but I like the other ones. Um, I think it's a great franchise. Uh, But this movie alone just stands as one of the great action movies of its era and of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the same director of Die Hard. Like, right. The guy knew how to do shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if if only Shane Black watched Die Hair. But uh, I I don't know I I and Jesse Ventura say what you want about Arnold 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 was fantastic in this movie. But again, this is one of those movies where the background cast was really featured. And they were and, great, and, yeah. And they were and they were given due time. And I almost understand why Jesse Ventura thought he was a star because in this movie because he was treated like one. His character was kind of pushed up there, and and he was given that. Like I guarantee, once Arnold saw the line or the the, the movie, he was like, "Fuck, how come I didn't get that line?" Probably <laughs> the best line in the movie. He's yeah, got he some. Did. Yeah, he's got some great dialogue in it, and that and it is one of those. There's very few action slash like horror movies where. The guys are getting picked off, but you actually get to learn, you know, the characters' names. Like, there's yeah. like, you know, there's fucking Mac and or Dylan, Dutch, Blair. The black guy's dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dylan. Just, just picking them off by, yeah, just picking them off by fucking race and creed. Yeah, it's like. You're right. It, it, it actually had a good like list of names there. That it was kind of like the Top Gun Mac. of of alien war movies. You know, it was yes. just like that. And Aliens came out like within a year of each other. Like those those two movies together were just fucking insane action. And then films and, and, and Terminator wasn't far off too. Right? Yeah, it was right around the same time. So, yeah, yeah. So you're like all my favorite action movies, all fucking just kind of huddled around that era. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and and let's talk about Jesse Ventura for a minute. Not only was he great in this movie, like he's done some good movies, like smaller roles. Uh, you brought up The Running Man earlier. I really wanted to put The Running Man on this list if, if Jesse Ventura had been in it a little longer. Uh, but uh, what, what was his character? I, I want to say Captain America, but it wasn't Captain America. Like Mister America or something like that. Yeah, he he was like the champion of the thing, but it has been like kind of moved on, and then they bring him back in. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that but but that his role in that was great. Um, he's just uh, I, I I wish he stuck with it 
because I think he would have been a good action star. So, so, so what, so what happened? So just fill me in here. So Jesse Ventura, obviously like, you know, he, like you say, he did end up doing a hell of a lot of like actual, like he would probably be like, you know, he probably starred in as many movies, like as many movies outside of wrestling as Hulk Hogan, but he actually did good quality work. Just never got that top bill. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in, he was in No Hook Bard too. And like, Yeah. But then he started I, focusing on his uh, political uh, campaign. Yeah. Well, that's right. But then he became, uh, was it governor of Minnesota? Mi- Minnesota. Yeah. 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 And then he kind of went a little crazy. Like, if you if you look now what he's doing with his life, he actually has a TV show all about conspiracy theories. No, of course he does. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen, yeah, I've seen some of that. <laughs> but, uh, but in his day, man, Jesse was fucking cool. You you saw him. He was Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, Whether he was in the wrestling ring or on commentary commentary beside Vince McMahon, you listened to every word he said. The man could use the mic. He was hilarious. Uh, He was uh, was intimidating. The the man was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And And he was quick. He was so smart. Like, he was was. witty. And And he was built for, if not professional wrestling, 80s action movies so so he was the, the, this movie predator uh I, I i'm gonna argue that he is one of the reasons why it was a success um for sure he's like he's a great character in it uh just as important of character as dutch is himself uh as far as i'm concerned and uh you know the the story of the movie is great but it's the character's because if you just break it down to Predator, all right, it's fun. They, they could have went lazy with it, right? Just mm-hmm. like you said, right? You know, you actually cared about knowing the names of these guys. Very easily, it could have been a bunch of nameless guys getting picked off by this thing, and then it's done. 100%. But they didn't go that route. You fucking cared about these guys. <laughs> yeah. You cared yeah. about their mission, you know? It, yeah. It, it, I, I, to this day, um, it's one of those franchises where I do a binge of at least once, if once a year, if not once every two years, because uh, I, I need to get my Predator fix every once in a while. Oh man, it's great. I I watch it often too. And like one of the great things too is that like when one of those characters dies, the other guys actually mourn them. Like when when Jesse's character gets blown away, he gets like a yeah. giant fucking hole blasted through his stomach. His like next buddy Mac, literally is like losing his mind, and they're all blasting away. And then later on, they revisit that and they show him sitting there thinking about him, talking about him. And it's like, yeah, like that's what makes an action movie great, like that. Like you, you care you about don't the you don't see that in movies too often anymore. It, no. You know, but everybody's expendable. No, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, a, a character dies, and two hours later, it, it's like. The main characters don't even remember them. Yeah, you know, I, I I always make fun of Scream for that. You know, I mentioned earlier how Rose McGowan played uh, David Arquette's uh, sister. This the sister dies in a horrible way. He never caught up in the uh, the garage door. Yeah. Oh yeah. He does not mourn her at all. Oh, that's true. He doesn't. <laughs> and then and then there's three fucking sequels. 
her name never they don't even mention yeah, it again. About the I just thought door. of that actually. <laughs> I just watched Scary Movie the other night, so I was remembering all the Scream movies. <laughs> That's true. They don't even ever bring her up again. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. I think there's even a part in one of the movies where he refers to uh, Nev Campbell's character as like as like a sister. I'm like, motherfucker, you had a sister. Your actual sister just got crushed by a garage door, motherfucker. <laughs> Pay attention to the details. My Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, 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 but, but, like, is, uh, you know, the point of that is, uh, you know, you see these in movies all the time, but Predator didn't do that. Predator made it very real. They, 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 they put emotion into it. It wasn't just a, don't get me wrong, I love a great mindless shoot 'em up movie but that's not what predator is at all no with, without being preachy or sappy or anything like that it's almost the perfect action film to be honest pretty damn predator. fucking it's right up there on my list of best action oh, yeah. movies of all time fucking for sure excellent. you know you know what's interesting though about any movie starring arnold schwarzenegger and uh obviously like you were saying about the supporting cast being really good in this as well is the fact that it's never nobody ever alludes to Schwarzenegger's accent. <laughs> you notice that in movies, nobody ever says, yeah. "Oh, why no is one, there an why is there an Austrian guy in the yeah. American <laughs> Army? Why no is there an Austrian guy in this kindergarten or anything like that?" Never fucking happens. But why why did this robot that gets sent that got sent back through time have a goddamn really <laughs> strong Austrian accent? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But that's the interesting thing: is the fact that I think in Predator, any one of those supporting cast members could have been the last surviving soldier as Arnie was Jesse Ventura could have been one of those as well and I think he if he had done that he probably would have been a much bigger star than than he was yeah mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. Ar Arnie, Arnie was the big shit at the time and yeah. for some reason people were just like ignore the accent he's actually a fucking movie star whereas if Arnie would have been a bit side character Jesse Ventura could have easily have filled that role as well besides Sylvester Stallone Arnold was probably the biggest action name at the time. Easy. Yeah. Yes. So Easy. Stallone and Schwarzenegger through the 80s, early 90s were just, I mean, Jean-Claude came in at the end and kind of started yep. to make a name and stuff too. But like those two guys were just gigantic. But like, why was it, why was all of our huge action stars? Why were they all had some sort of, I don't want to say that an accent is an impediment of speech, but you know, why, why is it that all of our, while all of our actors, we had Jean-Claude Van Damme, we had, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger both had accents of of sorts, and you have Sylvester Stallone, who was somewhat stunted in speech. Yeah, exactly. So why couldn't we have a clear speaking, super American action hero? Where the fuck did they go for a while? They're just, they're just boring, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sick of them, man. Or, or you can look at Kurt Russell, and you know yeah. what? He's like the action star of the '80s for me yeah, too. Because I, I, I was just about to say we probably didn't get one until until Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Kurt Russell, but, like those things. But uh, Kurt Russell, uh, we're going to talk a little John Carpenter maybe later. Uh, but uh, you you go back to Escape from New York. And, oh yeah, and, and and tell me he wasn't uh, uh, on track to be a big uh, uh, action star at the time. Yeah, he sure was. And he did a, a bunch of stuff through the eighties. Like, but you got Big Trouble in China. You got the Thing. You got Tango and Cash. You got, you know, and even leading into the nineties, he was he was huge. It's funny that he wasn't more included. 
kind of in that action yeah. era until yeah. later on. You, you know but. what did it, you know what did it for him was dying in the first five minutes of executive decision. That, <laughs> that, 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 that killed his fucking career. No, wait, right that there. was when that you, was Steven Seagal, right? That was Steven because because remember that was that was like built up like a Steven Seagal movie and then he yeah. died. Yeah. Super oh, fuck, quick. I admit, I I got them mixed up. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And then it switched around. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> but but great great film in itself too. It's it's like a Die Hard on an airplane. <laughs> All right. I like the second one. I got I got a quick yeah. one. <laughs> oh, go to downtown Brown. Fuck yeah. Downtown Brown. This is my this is my first time. I I am a big fan of the Amsterdam Brewery, uh, but this is the only beer from the brewery I have yet to try. So. You're going to love it, man. It's nutty, it's smooth, it's easy to drink. You're not kidding, it's smooth. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, I've been sipping on this uh, uh, Collective Arts IPA. Which one? It's the number 16 International Women's Day grapefruit yeah. and elderflower. It's the number 16 is fucking delicious. Pretty tasty. Actually, that whole series, number 14, 15. No, 15 was skunky. 16's been good. Yeah. Mo- moving on yeah, to my sorry. number two. <laughs> moving on to my number two. Oh, no. I have no, problem. We, I have no problem talking about beer on this show. Um. <laughs> We're 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 gonna take a jump to our childhoods, boys, and talk about the Princess Bride. Oh yeah! Classic and I enough. have a big I have a big question for both of you. Does Go anyone on. want a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> this movie is not a bad impression. There's either. a re- there's a reason why it's number two on this list, and like like like, like I'll tell you. When I first started dating my wife, I made her watch it because she had never seen it. <laughs> she, she didn't like it. And it's been five years. I'm still thinking of leaving her. <laughs> <laughs> you waited too long, man. Just fucking get it right? done. It should have been done there and then. <laughs> I, I guess I should have done it before I had the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is a, uh, it's a classic. Like you, you want to talk about, you know, great, 80s i want to say kids film but it's so much more than that isn't it oh it is it's, it's so it's, good it's yeah. it's so it's so timeless man and like the humor in it like you said about the you know what like there, there's so many of these uh pixar and whatever films like that are aimed at kids but adults can also enjoy it kind of thing because yeah. i think from the time that we you know when we grew up movies for kids were for kids and movies for adults were for adults Whereas The Princess Bride became that blurring line where it was aimed at a family audience, but the parents who took their kids yeah. to see it actually were like, oh, fuck, this is, this is actually a real funny film. This is actually really good. It actually has some adult humor, too. And I think it opened, great. I opened, I think it opened the gates for movies to come after it, like, uh, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And, for sure. And, and, and yeah. movies like that where both, you know, a, full, a whole family could like it for all different reasons. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because the reasons I like Princess Bride 30 years ago are not the reasons I like it now. For sure. I want yeah. it. And it, and it remains funny still. Like you, yes. you watch it, it's like the comedy in it is timeless. It doesn't matter, right? Like, And I can say the same. Another favorite of mine is Labyrinth. And I'll say the same mm. thing. The reasons I love Labyrinth 30 years ago are not yeah. the reasons I love them now. Labyrinth and that never actually... ending story. Like all Every those, story, all those, yeah, yeah one. those yeah. fantasy movies when you're a kid, they're like you watch them now and you're like, 
oh, there's a lot more shit going on that I didn't realize in the first but now, watch. <laughs> funny you should mention Labyrinth because maybe we can, you know, solve this whole mystery. So your wife had never seen um, had never seen the Princess Bride as right. as a kid or as a younger person. Right. So it's the same as me with Labyrinth. And my my missus, she's a huge David, David Bowie fan, and she was like, you need to watch Labyrinth. We watched it recently. I said, that is probably the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. That was honestly so fucking stupid and so dumb. But because I never saw it as a kid, so I never had that nostalgia. I never had any, any like, you know, real no. attachment to it. Wow, okay. That, that really brings up a good theory or a question. Would I love it as much? if I didn't love it for the last 30 fucking years. Um, I'd like to say yes, but I don't know. It, that, you don't that, know? You don't know? Yeah, I don't know. Because that movie was a big piece of my childhood, just like Princess Bride. I yeah. grew up with Labyrinth. I grew up with, and and I'm the same as your wife. I'm a huge Bowie fan. Uh, but I think Labyrinth was the reason I was a Bowie fan. That oh, was my introduction to Bowie for sure. Yeah. Definitely Labyrinth. And it was my uh, introduction to possibly my first celebrity crush in Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah that's, fair enough. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. very fair. That's still fair to this day. She's still a babe, so. Yeah. Right? Very yeah. much yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Uh, speaking of babes in, 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 in 80s movies, uh, Robin Wright Penn, uh, of yeah. course, the, uh, the, the, the star of The Princess Bride. Yes. Um, beautiful in her own right. And then let let's go uh, let's go through this cast, man. Um, Carrie Ulls. I don't. I never yep. know if I'm, I'm saying his name right. I, I was I was going to bring him up, but I was like, I'm going to leave it to you because I can never pronounce his <laughs> name right. Carrie Ulls. Carrie Ulls would go on to uh, uh, big fame in the Saw franchise. Uh, oh, enough. That's yeah. We we've just recorded our our new episode oh. about that very thing. So yeah. Um. The man whose name is fucking escaping me. Why can't I think of his name? He's one of the greatest actors ever. My name is Inigo Montoyas. Well, that is... <laughs> he killed my father. Prepare to die. That's fantastic. Excellent accent. Yeah, that was a great wow. impression. Now I can't think of his name either. Why can't I think of names right now? There's... there's, there's I, I'm thinking of, like, all the quotes in there. That there's so many quotes that, like... Uh, like, beat it, or I'll call the Brute Squad. I'm on the Brute Squad. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so many good ones. What, start start yelling no cast names, because I'm blanking on all my names, and it's pissing me off. Way ahead of you, man. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Oh, that's, okay, yeah. But the name, yeah. I'm, I'm, name I'm trying Billy to Crystal. Of, Chris, Chris yeah, Sarandon. Yeah. He plays uh, Hupperdink. Right. He's great. Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn was the name I was trying to get off the top of my brain. Yeah, Vizzini. He's one of my. He's one of the one of my favorite character actors of all time. Oh, he's amazing. He I love, he's like, if you thought that you switched your drink with mine, then... <laughs> <laughs> the best oh, that's <laughs> so that's great. And of course, the one, the only, the eighth wonder of the world, the late great Andre the Giant. Aesthetic, amazing. Uh, I love Andre the Giant so much. So you know what? Like recently, for some bizarre reason, I don't know how I came to this, but I very recently became obsessed with Andre the Giant because I, I you, you hear these stories, these these myths, these legends about him yeah. as a person, 
Oh, have you no. watched the documentary about him? I think that's what started it. I think I saw the documentary, and oh, then after that, so I was good. like, I need to know more about it because he was such an interesting, extreme character. Mm-hmm. And I think it was such a cool thing to like learn about this guy that, like, yeah. you know, could literally sit there and drink you under the table ten times over. And still, and the legend of the what was it like? Fucking like thirty something second fart. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't imagine yeah, the yeah, fucking. Yeah. You don't imagine yeah, Rob, the giant just ripping this fart that goes on for thirty seconds. Rob, Rob Ryder just says, "You okay, Andre?" He's like, "I, I am, am now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But he's like, like even like when you when you get to know his story, it's it's pretty sad too, because like yeah, oh, for sure. you know a lot of a lot of the times he was drinking just to like kill his back pain and his leg pain and stuff, and it, and then you watch the uh, WrestleMania three and four, and he was in so much pain during those that like he was just there to like kind of do the job and to get it done and to like put on the show. But you never see it on his face. He's putting on this oh. act and he's like totally, totally giving it his everything. But like knowing that he went through those those matches and then went back and was like in major pain. And then like afterwards, like it didn't get better. It's it's yeah, it's kind of sad. But like to know that he fucking did all that stuff. He's he's a legend, man. He's a hero. He's so he's such a such an iconic wrestling figure. I mean, how how big was he? Like how tall was he? Uh, I want to say he was. Here, I'll look at I want to say seven two. Like I'll he was, he up. was ab- like huge, right? Yeah, he was, he, dude. He was enormous. Like he was not only like. Where's his height and stuff? Not only his height, but like his just physical stature too was just massive. Seven five. Seven five. Um. Wow. He was probably like, I don't know, four four hundred pounds, yeah. something like that. He had right. like, yeah. Because he was muscle and like he had extra weight on him too, but he was a lot of muscle, and that's like at a seven by, by, by the end of his life, he was just fat. But yeah. in yeah. his prime, he was built, he was ripped, oh. and he had that extra weight on him. Yeah. Um, he was, he, of course, uh, very famously suffered from gigantism. Um, yeah. And this is before they, they uh, had the cure or knew how to stop it. Um, very famously as well, uh, Paul White, who is known for playing the big show. I was going to uh, say the big show. Yeah, he was the only other person I had to compare it to. Yeah, well, he also suffered from, uh, from gigantism. But by the time Big Show was in his 20s, they figured out how to stop it. Oh, okay. So Big Show will live on. He's already outlived Andre. Yeah, you know, sadly Andre was Andre was only forty six when he died, which is crazy. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, to me, he yeah. seemed a lot older growing up watching him. Right, but yeah, forty six is that's so young. With, with that said, though, with the amount that motherfucker drank, oh, dude, he might be lucky he made it to forty six. For sure, yeah. Like yeah, those, they were saying those, the, those so-called missing legends were all true. Like that man would finish, would polish off a fucking keg, and then yeah. go to bed, and then go to bed with a two four of, of wine bottles. Yeah, <laughs> but well, I mean, you also you look at them and you're like, okay, wait, the size difference and the differentiation of weight to consuming something, whatever. And you're like, is it really that different than what a lot of like people who just go to the bar and whatever? Like, because his size. 
could consume thing, though, a lot, right? Consume it, and it didn't affect his cognitive abilities, but it must be damaging his fucking liver. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, to, to any extent, right, it's going to yeah, do the damage and, like, yeah. and whatever. But, like, I try to think of, I'm like, how big was his liver? It must have been the size of, like, an extra-large pizza. Like, it would have <laughs> like been huge. I'm hungry. So that, yeah, I was that, gonna say, man, I can go for a that can, uh, that can process a lot of, but I mean, yeah, I know, I know he, he did and he medicated to like deal with the pain that he was dealing with from wrestling yeah. and from the crazy shit that he had done too. But and and unfortunately, you know, because of his size and, and everything like that, I don't think, especially during the 70s, he didn't think that he could do anything else. True, right? You know, he, you know, he, he he saw himself and said, "Okay, well, this is this is what I'm here to do. I, I I'm gonna, you know, uh, nobody. I don't think anybody ever told him, no, you can you can go and do do, do you want to work at Walmart, dude? You can go yeah. work at Walmart. <laughs> you know, can you imagine, you know, can you imagine him being a creeper? Like yeah. that'd be fucking terrifying. Like, yeah, like he started out. staring down at you, like going to get your fucking, you know, your, your, your TV. Like fuck that, that'd be terrifying as shit. Yeah. Like, it's true. Like he he started out in in wrestling and then became like a pro and got awards for it. And so they they're like, you should go to America and see what happens there. And he got here and he became where, where was he from? Huge, uh, Paris. Some, yeah. Oh yeah. Paris, yeah. yeah. Nice Just at like a small town, I think, outside of Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he personifies. He he quite both figuratively and literally was bigger than life. He really yeah, yeah. was. Um, and, and going back to the movie, that came out in this movie. He was, I don't even know if you can call him the supporting actor in this movie, uh, but he made himself a supporting actor. Like yeah. this I don't know if this character was supposed to be a supporting act, a supporting character or just the, the sidekick to the sidekick, but his presence yeah. was felt through the whole movie. His, 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 you know, the di- the little bit of dialogue he did have carried through. Like, oh, yeah. like 30 years later, we're still quoting the, I don't want a peanut, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's and when he, catch it, when he catches her at the end, when she falls out the window, and it's just like, he just, yeah, he was so memorable. He was, he had such a presence, he, and he was such a lovable much character. Movie, he's as much that movie as Billy Crystal or Gary Eels or, or Robin yeah. Wright. Uh, I remember uh, him more, like way more than Billy Crystal being a part of it. Like, of course, he's just he's just so much a part of that movie. I'd love I'd love to talk to anybody in that movie, uh, especially Rob Reiner, to hear some Andre stories because I guarantee he's he's got to be a force to to have on on a movie set. Mm-hmm. You know, he, sure. I mean, yeah, he's he's so he's so imposing, right? Like he, I feel like he, I feel like he would be such a character that everyone would like want to get to know and obviously such a legend in wrestling as well like pe- people would like be very interested in who he is as a person like, i know i fucking would he, he is one of the very rare people in professional wrestling that nobody has a bad word to say about him no he is no, he is not only a legend in the ring he's a legend outside of the ring when For you sure. hear people when you hear anybody talk about andre it's all good stuff and there's only maybe three or four people in the history of professional wrestling that that you can say that about. Wasn't there? Wasn't uh, I think Macho Man actually was one of the guys that that uh, Andre didn't love so much, 
but he said that he never treated him like shit. He just was like, just stay away from me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I can believe that. And it was the same thing with Ultimate Warrior. He didn't like Warrior at all. Yeah. And uh, and all he would do is, you know, if Warrior Warrior uh, didn't want to do the right thing in the ring, Andre made him do the right thing. And Hogan said the same thing about about their famous encounter at uh, at WrestleMania three, where up until the the, the famous body slam, uh-huh. it, he didn't know if Andre was going to let him do it. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, and if a guy like that doesn't want you to do it. You're not gonna. You can't do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. you know? So you yeah. was scared the entire. Oh, match. dude, like, I love that. I I have WrestleMania three on DVD. The, there's like a double disc that I have, and I watch it every once in a while. And I watch up to that, and there's back behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that. And I watch that scene, and you can tell Hulk straight up doesn't know if he's gonna let him do it, and then he does it, and, and like the look on his face. Oh yeah, like the ending of it just is ultra because like Hulk Hogan is just as happy as everyone else in the scene. Like it's which, yeah, it's, which is great because that match made Hogan the rest of Hogan's career. You know, yeah, 100%. Hogan was all Hogan was already really big at this time. They built the first WrestleMania around Hulk Hogan. You know, they like they they were Hulk Hogan was already the biggest thing in wrestling. He was he was the face of WWF, right? He, he absolutely uh-huh. was. But then on the other hand, you always you know a great good guy always needs that bad guy. And yeah, and the Iron Sheik was solid, but like and, not as big. Yeah, you know he had the Iron Sheik, and of course he had Paul Orndorff, he had Roddy Piper, but these guys just they weren't going to be the big icon that Hulk Hogan was on the yeah. other side of the coin. Then Andre comes in. Andre was perfect. And then, and then, what do you do with him, though? The only <laughs> thing you could do with him is, is you try to slam him, right? Yeah. If Andre decided not to let him slam him, I don't know what would have happened to Hogan. I don't think Hogan would have continued to be the biggest name in the world. No, it, it definitely wouldn't. It wouldn't have gone the same way at all. It, who, who knows what the fuck where it would have gone? Because like, Andre could have suddenly become like the fucking guy, and then. Right. Andre who, the Giant in. And then who beats the Andre? Man. That's like, <laughs> yeah. You piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Moving on to my number one. Oh, um, All right. You'll love this. This is, this, this is where uh, I told I might get some heat, but I don't care. And when I say this is my second favorite John Carpenter movie ever made. We're talking about They Live, starring Rowdy Piper. Um, I'm going to foreshadow this by saying that that Roddy Piper is my personal favorite wrestler of all time. Dude, he's mine too. So this I might be biased, uh, (laughs) but I love this fucking movie. And and as far as I'm concerned, I looked. I I went online today and I went and looked at a lot of other people's um, uh, rankings of John Carpenter movies, and most people put this in like the eight or nine spot i oh. put this i put this right under halloween this this is definitely i'm uh, john carpenter's like my like my favorites he's one of, one of my favorite top directors of all time i put they live in the top three for sure right yeah it, it, it's it, have you seen they live joe i have yeah a long time ago very long okay. time ago it is oh man what do you say about this movie? It's just, it's it's so unique, especially for its time. Uh, uh, it's 
It's got one of the most famous lines in any action or horror movie ever. Even if you don't know the movie, even if you don't know Roddy Piper, you don't know John Carpenter, you know the line, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. You know that line. And yeah, I'm all out of bubblegum. I mean, if it didn't come from that, it was from Duke Nukem, right? What's that? Uh, so it was recycled for Duke Nukem 3D, the, the game. Oh, yeah, that's do, totally do recycled. Did they use that line in uh, Duke Nukem, really? Yeah, they, they actually, he does actually use that line when you first go into the bathroom in the first, uh, no, the second level. He's okay. like, I came here to chew. Oh, uh, I came oh here he to comes in with the glasses on. And he's yeah, like, yeah. I have come yeah. here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, so, so in, in Duke Nukem, it's the other way around. I came here to kick ass. I uh, came here to chew gum and kick ass. No, so I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. I'm all out of gum. Yeah, so they kind of like switched it around a little bit. So I guess the Duke Nukem character is oh, meant to be the Roddy Piper of... We have to mention, yeah. it. It this has the most epic, I'm going to say of all time ever on film, the most epic fight scene you'll ever see. Which one? It takes place in an alley. Oh, oh yeah. And, and it's literally, it's it's them, Roddy Piper's trying to get the magical, or, or the, uh, I don't know if they're magical, I don't know what the right word is, but the sunglasses back so that he can see what's going on. And he fights Keith David, who has a box of the sunglasses and is like trying to be like, you're full of shit. This, is, this whole thing is, you're crazy. But he's trying to fight keith david and put the sunglasses on him so that he can see the reality of everything that's happening and this fight goes on for like 15 minutes and it's just the two of them like (laughs) no holds barred hand-to-hand wrestling but like fighting in an alley and it's 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 glorious can we can we can we take a second to 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 praise the name of keith david Mm. i i am a massive fan of keith david pretty much everything he's ever done uh I, I, and this is not his only tie to wrestling, by the way. Keith David go on uh, in the uh, within the 2000s, 2010s to be the, uh, the the voiceover guy for WWE whenever they did the big promos. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. He's got a good voice for it for sure. He, he was the guy going, you know, the epic night of blah blah blah. <laughs> that, that would be Keith. That was Keith David for a few years. Yeah, and he's also in John Carpenter's other, my favorite of all time, The Thing. He oh, plays a major right. character in that, that child. Absolutely. So, like, yeah, he keeps showing up in these great fucking... He's, oh, in, he's in so many great science fiction movies and horror movies. <laughs> Yet, when I think of him and I close my eyes, my first thought is him in, uh, uh, in that Aronofsky flick there. Uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? Wrecking Room for a Dream. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And all I'm hearing is going, ass to ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's him. I totally forgot about that. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, so Wasn't, hang on, Keith David, wasn't he also the the stepdad in There's Something About Mary? Yes, he was. Oh, shit. (laughs) He's done a ton. He's done so much. And and very famously, the voice of Goliath in Gargoyles. Yes, that's right. Gargoyles, yeah. And he's in the Riddick movies. Like he's in a he's in so much stuff. So he's, much. Yeah. He's so <laughs> and no. uh just a, a, I I'm saying this strictly for a good good buddy of mine, because I think he and I are the only two people who ever watched this show, but there was a very, very short lived show on Fox called The Cape. And no, you, no, you lost me. 
Yeah, was I was a big fan of it. It was. It had one season. Nobody liked it. I think. I think only I watched it. And uh, <laughs> that's and, why it had one season. Yeah, and Keith David was on it, which is great. Well, you, you usually Fox only cancels the shitty, uh, the the good shows, right? It's yeah. true. Yeah, Fox generally cancels the only good shit that they air. Yep. Like, like Firefly. Firefly. Oh, yeah. just waiting, no way. <laughs> no, I I'm not a Joss Whedon fan. I am a Firefly fan. There are fair no. enough. No, there is a there is a distinct difference. <laughs> I am with you with that 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. I I I'm a Nathan Fillion fan. Uh, you gotta love you gotta love that. Can they, they live? Well, Nathan the, Fillion. The, so, so like that actually has that's the cool thing is that Firefly and They Live actually has a very similar kind of tone of of uh, humor because it's actually really funny but like serious at the same time. Exactly. You can laugh all the way through They Live, but at the same time, like you said, with that fight scene, the action is great. The suspense is definitely there. Uh, it's got some shocking moments. And you know what? It's got a great fucking story. Dude, it's incredibly intelligent. Wewa, you have to fucking watch this movie. Well, I, know, I, I, I saw it. I saw it, like, way back in the day. But you have to watch it recently. Like, like, now, with all the shit that has happened in the past several years, you'll watch it and be like, Holy shit, <laughs> these guys were on to stuff, and you can literally watch it now and be like, Yeah, like this is this is a metaphor for our age right now. Like it's so fucking and, smart. And I don't think the movie gets nearly the respect it deserves. No. I feel I feel like it's it's a cult film at best right now, and 80% of its following is Roddy Piper fans. Yeah, yeah. It's either Roddy Piper or Carpenter. If you're not yeah. like into them it's most people are like oh that looks cheesy and you're like no but you gotta watch this shit this is right. like like the lists i read were mostly of like you know writers and, and and film critics and shit like that that i don't think they I, th I think the real nuance of this film gets lost on people oh yeah dude it it is uh it, you know when, it, it's a bubble wrong, i love escape heads. new york but when you say escape from new york is a better movie than fucking they live i'm done <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's no, it it is. I think it's it, it actually is a film. I think that is that goes over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. When you start looking at all the the realities and the metaphors and like what it what it actually is saying, it's like it's not saying that we're invaded by aliens and this that. It's like we're invaded by ourselves and capitalism and like all this shit. And it does it so clearly. And and fucking Roddy Piper does it does such a great job of being that middleman. Who's also can play it straight, but is also funny in the fact Fucking that he knows exactly what movie he's in. Yeah, it is. I consider it uh, Carpenter's second most underrated film, and I say second only because at least it has a fan base. Whereas what I consider his most underrated film, I don't think has one at all. Other what, do you, what do you think? In the Mouth of Madness? No, I'm saying Vampires. Oh, Vampires is great, oh, okay. too. John Carpenter's oh, Vampires, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think nearly enough people respect that movie. Vampires uh, is great. I have... James Woods is fucking amazing. In dude, dude, Jimmy Woods is amazing, and the music in that is so fucking good. It's <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but, uh, man, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, the man hasn't made a whole lot of bad movies, because even yeah, his bad yeah. movies are good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, even his uh, lesser known, lesser favorite films, I st I still love. I love ninety percent of his stuff. I'd say most of his stuff. Like there was maybe his newest film, The Ward, that I was like, 
and but everything else I I have I have it, I have yet to see that. I that's on my must watch list. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's okay, but it's not it's not essential by any means. Like, if you love John Carpenter movies, it's probably the least like John Carpenter. Like it, it doesn't is, really have his fingerprints on it, but it is like near the end of everybody's list. That, that when I went to the rankings, yeah. it was pretty much at the bottom of everybody's list. Yeah, you want to get into the the good stuff in the most of the eighties and like early nineties, yeah. and then the, like then it scatters and stuff, but. All right, so that's our top seven. Uh, before we, we usually we do a little honorable mention section here, but I didn't write any down because what I wanted to do was to see if you guys, if there's anything you guys were surprised didn't make the list, or there's any movies that came into your into your head starring or supporting a, a wrestler that you thought maybe we were going to be talking about today. I mean, we happen to avoid all of the, the Rocks movies. Uh... I mean, we don't have to. I, 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 I think it is preferable because they're all horrible. The Like I said, the only one I even gave thought to was Be Cool. Um, I actually really enjoy that film. Um, but that's probably just because I really like Get Shorty. Uh, but, uh, but as far as rock movies goes, he was all right in that movie. Now, there was one that came to mind that I haven't been able to find, actually, the, the details of. But I remember back when I really enjoyed wrestling, um, there was a movie uh, starring Kane, a horror movie. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's yeah. See No Evil. See No Evil. That's the one. one. That's the one. There's, there's a sequel as well. Yeah, there is a sequel. Yeah, I, Kane's so, in that one too. So I'll, I'll tell you some trivia about that movie. That is the first movie produced by WWE Studios. Yeah, that's it. That's why I remember it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when when uh, when WWE decided to start making their own shitty movies, they, uh, <laughs> they, they that that was where they started. <coughs> and when uh, they were promoting the movie or or writing the movie, um, while writing the movie, of course, they're already talking about promoting it. Yeah. So they're saying they're saying basically they're saying, hey, let's write this as if we can they do it in the ring and really promote it and tie it into storylines and shit like that. So Vince McMahon is sitting at the table and he goes, got it. I know how we're going to sell this. Kane's got a 36 inch beard. (laughs) (laughs) And he was dead fucking serious. Only two people were on board for this. One of, one, one of course, was Vince McMahon, and the other, of course, was King. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to say no to that role. Right? Uh, was there any movies that you were surprised we, we didn't talk about today, uh, right? Well, there's, um, I know there's, there's some really good ones coming up. With uh, John Cena's done some interesting. Oh, John Cena! Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, like Trainwreck, he was really funny in that. And All like, right. And I, I, and I, 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 I didn't mind him in that second uh, Daddy's Home movie. Yeah. 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 The the Cockblockers thing, that. right? What's the, that? The he was in Cockblockers. Oh, Cockblockers! I forgot yeah. about Cockblockers. He was That's pretty funny in that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to him in uh, Suicide Squad too, playing Peacemaker. I As feel like. Fine. I yeah. feel like he's gonna kill that role, and I feel like that's gonna roll. That's really gonna be like Listen, his his Dave Bautista role, that where he's like, movie, bam! It's like the movie hasn't even hit theaters yet, 
and they've already filmed an entire fucking se- uh, television series. series based yeah. on that character. So yeah. they must have a lot of faith in that character. I think they, yeah, I think it's going to be hilarious. And like the fact that he's just this over-the-top, ridiculous, backwards version of Captain America, basically. I think that's hilarious. Especially for him honest, as he, a... He does have the funniest line in the, in the first trailer that dropped. Yeah. When he was talking about the field of dicks or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then she's like, I thought you were about peace. And he's like, I will kill as many men, women, and children in order to maintain peace. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's, yeah, it sounds but, great. You know, and I think that's a good combination too. John Cena and James Gunn. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, let's be honest, he's the man that got Batista off, right? Yeah. So. And 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 there's you know there's other random stuff, but the only other one I was gonna I, I talked to you guys about earlier too about uh, Santa's sleigh with uh, Goldberg. Yes. Right. That's a, a seasonal revisit that that everyone has to watch. It's let, let me set ridiculous. This, let, let me set this up, Joey, because this is one of my uh, th- this is believe it or not this is a first date movie for me. I've done <laughs> I've watched this movie on two first dates in my life. Oh shit. This is it's, how you. This is how you separate the the the, the ones you want to be with. It's you know? truly one of a kind. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm a lover of shitty horror. Okay. Who is it? Um, I, I I just love a bad horror movie, and this is a bad horror movie. <laughs> this movie. Do you know who Bill Goldberg is? I do. I do know who Goldberg is. Okay. So he's a big motherfucker. In this movie, he plays <laughs> Saint Nick. Santa Claus. Yeah. And then but we learn that Santa Claus is not as nice as you think he is. He's actually like a fucking demon who, <laughs> who has been punished. <laughs> he has been punished and his punishment was to spend se- several thousand of years doing nice deeds and being the Santa Claus character. Okay. But well, his punishment is officially over. <laughs> And now we can do whatever he wants. And now we can do whatever he wants, and he's <laughs> fucking killing people left, right, and center in the goriest, cheesiest, stupidest ways. There is a scene, dude, where he like lands his sleigh on a fucking street and like fucking plows over this old woman, and in the <laughs> stupidest way, he just goes, "Puff, Santa ran over her. Uh, 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 fucking grandma got ran over by a reindeer." <laughs> <laughs> So fucking stupid, so fucking good. It's uh, nonstop. It sounds like the best movie of all yeah. time. I'm gonna go it's watch a, it. It's now. a twice a year watch, man. You gotta watch it every Halloween yeah. and every Christmas. And you throw so, it on, you, you get your eggnog ready, you have a yeah. couple of drinks, and you watch Santa's oh, buddy. Sleigh. Santa's sleigh. I, I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that it's spelled S L A Y sleigh. Yes, yes. you are exactly. perfect. I have, I have two. I have two. See, like you said, seasonal horror movies that I watch every Christmas. Santa Sleigh is one of them, and the other one is Jack Frost. Oh yeah, Jack, uh, Fro- yeah. Jack Frost. Not, not, not the one with Michael Keaton. Not Michael Keaton movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. The other one yeah. where uh, he buries, buries the old lady's face into all the baubles and shit. It's exactly. Yeah, great. The one where he, the one where he pulled his nose off, put it down there, and raped Shannon Elizabeth in a shower. Yep, that's the one. Wow. That's the one. Wow. I gotta watch both those movies every Christmas. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? The same thing oh, is wrong with the rest of us. There's <laughs> a great list of there's a great and and uh, 
wrong list of great horror movies at Christmas that I watch every year. And it's like, <laughs> the, the, the list just keeps building. Now Jack Frost is, uh, I've watched Jack Frost, but I'm like, fuck yeah, I need that up to the annual list. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have noticed that we have gone far over time in my beautiful <laughs> co-host Tyler, who will be uh, 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 editing this and putting it uh, uh, up for air. Is going Let's to murder time. me. So, uh, so that, 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 this will be the time that we cut this short. But please, guys, uh, tell everybody when and where we hear your your uh, your podcast every week. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, we are all over the place. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Joey. Tell the rest of it. Bruce Bros <laughs> videos. Uh, we were uh, yeah. We're on YouTube as well. If you want to, if you like your visuals with your podcasts. Um, I also slapped together the video just in case you want to see which movies playing at the, or talk, we're talking about at the time and get to see the poster and all that kind of stuff. But if you like it, just audio, as Rice said, you've got Spotify, uh, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, um, all of the places that you can find podcasts pretty much. Um, not all of them super popular, but we're on them anyway. Um, and we're on every single Monday. I usually upload them by about midnight. So if you are of a different time zone, you'll always get them at some point during the day. And uh, yeah, we always do a sneak preview on a Wednesday and the episode on a Monday. All right, boys. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going Thank you for having us, man. We're Thanks, definitely man. It was fun. Again. And uh, one of these days, I'm gonna, uh, Tyler and I will definitely jump over to you guys and, uh, and talk to you. Absolutely. Netflix. And uh, get re- get really drunk. Oh, buddy, oh, yeah. it's it's. We'll I mean, proper, I'm pretty we'll drunk a, right now. Like, we'll know. set up a wrestling ring, and we'll have each one of us in a corner, and we can like that's a like that's battle a, the the best uh, wrestling film or, or UFC film or whatever. For that's sure, a, that's a great <laughs> idea. Uh, actually, you know what? That 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 sounds like a really good idea. I that's a nice. <laughs> we do four live shows every year, and. Uh, that, that you're giving me ideas for the, uh, the first live show <laughs> when what the first live show that we do when we're allowed to be in person. That's I, I'm can't wait for that. Here. All <laughs> right, guys. So uh, I'm I'm going to uh, we're going to cut it off here. Uh, listen to uh, listen to these guys' podcast. Bruise Bros and Videos. I, he's forgot the name again. I, I, <laughs> Bruise Bros and Videos. There you go. I, I'm, was hoping call me oh no uh (laughs) we will put we will put the uh the link in the in the bio of the show uh until next time ladies and gentlemen on behalf myself ryborg and we are we are counted out thank you thanks